1: Sitting down right now on the fan cam in the A number one air hot seat is the all-time leading rusher. This is the best-smelling group out here. He comes bearing gifts. He used to bring some more gifts, but he is the great number 22, Emmett Smith.
2: You said I was sitting in the hot seat? It yeah. It doesn't feel hot. Well, you were hot yesterday. Yeah, you were. You went viral,
1: and we've been playing it multiple times here on the I show. I went viral yesterday? Yes, you did. Hey, man. Look. I want to give you props uh, because what I said earlier in the show is it feels like you all as former players, uh, we certainly as fans, uh, we're just fed up. We're fed up of all this stuff. And it feels like you, Mike, Moose was on with us being like really blunt. Darren Woodson saying Mike Zimmer needs to come here. It feels like you guys as the former legends, current legends, former players are just like just sick of what's been happening with the Cowboys. I felt that in your – clips interview clips
2: yesterday is that fair that is very fair very fair i mean when you love an organization i know i can only speak for myself i've always been a cowboy fan ever since i was a kid and to be able to play for that organization and give that organization your blood sweat and tears for 13 years and you know what's required to become a champion and you see some of the product that's been put out there over (laughs) the last 20 some years uh you have to ask yourself Three levels of questions. One, what does it look like from an ownership standpoint? What does it look like from a, a leadership standpoint, meaning the head coaching? And then, what does it look like from the players' perspective? And even in the players' perspective, you got three levels there. You got guys that are self-motivated, guys that you don't have to worry about, but you may have to just guard them, guide them every now and then. Then you have guys in the middle. And Jimmy used to talk about it all the time. And 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 right now, when you look at all three levels. They're not lining up. They are not lining up together, and that can be the biggest issue.
1: You were surprised they brought Mike back?
2: Zimmer? <laughs> no, were you surprised they brought <laughs> McCarthy back? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Zimmer, too. Yeah. Uh, yes, I was surprised. And the reason why I was surprised is because the things that was talked about last year, things that were discussed last year, yeah, and then when you let Kellen go, and you and 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 Mike is running the offense as the coordinator and everything else, and there's supposed to be some level of commitment to the level of running a rock, uh, and I didn't see that. And then uh, when you start looking at some of the things that transpired late in the season, from a from a head coaching standpoint, some of the decisions that was made by the coordinator himself, uh, it didn't line up, and 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 so. Uh, and the way we got bounced out of the playoff—oh my gosh, it was such an embarrassing moment. I know. I didn't want to be here this week. Yeah, it, people talk about laughing at us. I, I hate, hate even talking about it because the more I talk about it, the more the anger, the more anger <laughs> yeah. I get. Yeah, I'm serious. I can't. I can't drink enough of this stuff to get. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you? Because like you know, we, we've
3: always—you'll uh, you, hear fans say like, you know, we 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 want to." We want it more than the players. Like you know, that, that they don't want it more. They 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 take it harder than the players do. Well,
2: but I'm not. I, do you feel like that's the case then? Well, I, I think there's. I think players do take it hard too. Uh, I mean, I think, I think the players themselves were embarrassed by San Fran. And I think they got embarrassed at the end, yeah. by Green Bay. And and there were signs of what I would call fight. When we came back and we went to Philadelphia, we fought Philadelphia. They ended up losing it, but there was some fight there. You saw the fight. And then (laughs) you get to the end and you see Detroit rise up. And you see what happened and transpired at the end of the Detroit game, which really, really Mm. gave me a clear indication that something is way off because – whether or not your coach called plays and his three-pass plays in a row and all you got to do is just run the clock down to under a minute and you don't, and then you have a quarterback that throws the ball out of bounds versus taking a sack because they're out of timeouts. Yeah. The thing that – it's like people talk about game managers. It's game situations. It's yeah. not managing. It's game situation and understanding game situations. And – um that right there I almost ooh boy you <laughs> were about, you there if you could have saw my Oh you thought it was the Jimmy Knight Man it was the Jimmy Knight Yeah. and I hate to see things like a great Jimmy Knight get ruined by some some bad decision making Yeah and and whether it's on a coach or the players I mean it, it, it is it is things like that just does, should not happen
1: Emmett Smith here on the fan do you do you have the, like, these conversations with Jerry uh he obviously comes on our stage Bro Bro <laughs> let me ask you this
2: Whenever you whenever, – have you ever heard of a billionaire taking advice from a millionaire?
3: <laughs>
1: but on, a man. football champion uh, – you know, Jerry tries to talk about taking advice from people. A football champion to a billionaire non-football player. Magnate. Um, I don't know. This is what I want to get to. People – say, oh, as long as Jerry's in control, they'll never win. It's about the business and the culture's not right. What do you say back to all that? Well. You
2: know he I, wants to win. Yeah. He <laughs> he wants to win like the team's supposed to want to win. Yeah. Um, but somehow or another, uh, like I said, there's three levels to this thing. There's a tremendous disconnect. And if – People ask me all the time, what's the difference between our team and the current last or oh, the last 20 years of Cowboys? Let's yeah. just look at it from that perspective. One, when Jerry bought the team, it was at its lowest point. It was at its lowest point. And the only you, the only way you can go lower than that is not to win a game at all. <laughs> <That's> it, <laughs> a game. And so one is one in fifteen was at its lowest point. Yeah. And then, obviously, the rebuilding and everything takes a little time. But it happened quicker. And so, we had nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. And so, once you go up, the only place you can go now is down. Yeah. And so, we've been down for such a long time. I mean, you can call it like this. A yo-yo, the inconsistency mm-hmm. and the... The prism which I look at the Cowboys and the lens which I look at the Cowboys and every player that comes in and every coach that comes to the Cowboys organization, I look at it through the lens of, okay, we've seen greatness. We know what three out of four looks like. We know what those teams are supposed to be built like. When you come to the Cowboys, I shouldn't have to tell you what you're coming into. You should know automatically. Forget the start. That's automatically coming. America's team is already there waiting on you. Mm. You got to be ready for America's team and what you got to go through to earn the right to be that champion for America's team. We already did it. Y'all ain't did it yet. Mm. You want what we got, but you got to go through what we went through to get it. And that's two different things. They can talk about working hard. They don't even practice like we used to. Yeah. So how can you work as hard? <laughs> you got to be extra focused. You know, it, it, you got to do the little things. Yeah. And the little things is not just being a superstar, whether you're on offense or defense. Because I saw Dion and I saw Charles Haley. Charles Haley was working. Call from mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: With Tony Tolbert, Tony Casillas, the whole D-line chat, he was working with them, teaching them certain kinds of drill. Russell Mell, he was working with them after practice, mm. working with them. Big, as, big of a a superstar player that Charles Haley was. Deion Sanders was the same way mm. with all of the DBs. He made everybody better. It wasn't just about him. Irvin was the same way with the, with the wide receivers. Jay did the same thing with the tight ends. And our offensive linemen, they all worked together in harmony. And when it came down to the backfield, that was already on lock. And everybody, it was already on lock. <laughs> yeah, Moose and, led the way. Yeah, and linebacker, <laughs> and, and linebacker core was the same way. We jailed together. We played dominoes together. We played cards And so we did so much, we got in trouble together. Yeah. Everything, was, everything was together. Right. Everything was together. And so we loved one another. I'm not sure how the chemistry is with this team. I think today's football is completely different. It's a lot of individuals. It's about people doing their own thing and getting building their own brand. We built brands within the success of the team. Yeah. We didn't take it outside of that. Yeah. And I think that part is missing. Now, these – these, these, these guys are dealing with things like social media and everything else, things that we didn't have to deal with, which is fine. But you got to know when to put that stuff aside. Everything is not about bringing everybody into your world. Mm. Your world needs to be about the 53 that you have. But when you march out of that, that, that field, we're we going to hit to knock somebody's head off. I don't care who it is, and we're gonna play at a level of intensity that's required. I see, and I, I, I'm disappointed now because Dan Quinn is going now, or is he gonna take Al Al Harris with him? And Al Harris, hell of a coach, mm. hell of a coach. Yeah. I lost one phone. I ain't trying to lose two. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you you mentioned there the the importance of cohesion and you yeah. guys working
1: together and and having that sort of thing. I know Nate Newton has said a lot recently that he's like, there's not enough mean on this current football team. He's like, we had James Washington was mean. He's like, even
2: down to Kevin Gogan was mean. mean. And he's like, Michael Irvin was mean. He's like, these guys aren't mean. They're, they're, he's like, you can talk about them being tough football players, whatever else. He's like, we need bullies here. You know what tough look like? tough look like what san francisco did to us Uh and you saw what being bullied looked like they bullied us (laughs) you saw what when you get bullied how people feel yeah that was a clear reflection of us not coming back and so all you got to do is just challenge this team at that level so if you're not built like that from the head down you're not going to play to that level you can try to. We did it when we went to Philadelphia. We tried to play at that level, but yet you got to play at that level all the time. You just can't turn it on when you want to, and think that is just going to rise up. Mm.
3: It's got to be tough too in this era, though. Like there's so much turnover now. I mean, these guys are free, with the salary cap. I mean, yeah. you're getting thirty or forty new guys. Not not not, not quite
2: that much, but, but.
3: each year it's got to be tough to build that camaraderie too. It,
2: it can be, it can be because you're bringing in other players too that. That needs to adapt your culture. Yeah, they're mercenaries a lot of, t- a lot of times. Hey, <laughs> the military do it all the time. Mm. They infuse somebody in the mix. and You know what? You fall in line. When you're coming into the organization, unless you're Deion Sanders and going to shut down one side of the field, you got to acquiesce to, to that organization. And, and, and in some cases, Dion said this yesterday. Uh, we was on with Rich Eisen, Mike and I, and Dion was on before us. He talked about coming into that locker room and, and how that locker room was, was completely different. And Charles Haley talks about it, too, how we were different. And it's all because we all had the same vision and the same mission. Michael knew what my mission and my goals were. He knew I wanted to win the Super Bowl. I, he laughed at me when I told him I wanted to become an all-time leading rusher. Hmm. But – he knew how serious I was about that. James Washington saw my goal list, and I tried to hide it because I'm 21 years old and I'm talking to James Washington. And he comes in, see my goal list on my on my Western. I try to hide it amongst other other bills.
0: <laughs>
1: he
2: looked at it, reads it, sets it down, and walked out the uh, out of my apartment. <laughs> and and then he he said, "I knew, I saw how you started to work." Michael taught me how to work. So you don't have to come into a team and not seek wisdom from the team itself. Yeah. You don't have to be isolated. Now, like I said, we we got a bunch of individuals that has to come together as one body. Yeah. Offense, defense, and special team. And the staff have to do the same thing. You don't always you, – you know the game. You know game situations. Mike McCarthy knows game situations. So what would – what was his what was in his head when he said, okay, we're gonna throw the ball three straight times? Yeah. And two incompletions. If anything, I would have said to Dak, Dak, we throwing this ball. Don't throw this ball out of bounds. <laughs> Take a sack. Yeah. Take a sack. Yeah. Somebody should have said that. And if Dak didn't already have it in his own head, well, Dak, he should have been saying, well, damn, mm-hmm. this is this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Who's challenging who? What are you questioning questioning? There was times when they called a, a pass play, <laughs> and Troy would change it to a run play because he knew it was the right thing mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. And at times we get in the fog, including coaches, in terms of what we're calling, and we forget the situation. And so I, uh-huh. I, I just see it, uh, The yeah.
1: fan text is going crazy. They're, 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 they're saying preach. Uh, so you're about to go viral again, <laughs> <least on> DFW, <laughs> Emmett Smith, and I, I do want to talk a lot about tequila. Um, and I'm not just saying that because of how long you've been doing this with us. But the big Dak discussion seems right. to—he finished second in MVP last night. Right. The whole thing, Emmett, seems to boil down to, amongst fans and media, is can he, is is he going to crumble in the playoffs? Does he have a mental block? Does he have the yips? Great regular season type numbers. What do you do with extending him and all that stuff? Where do you stand now when it comes to Dak?
2: You're not going to get anyone better, period, not without developing them. Yeah. And as we talked about, the league, there's so much turnover right. right now. Who are you going to get to develop? You don't have time to develop someone. He's already your guy, and he's, he's shown you that he can get it done. It's about preparation and that, that mental toughness that has to be developed throughout the whole entire team. Um and and that you got to build those calluses, man. <laughs> the calluses to the point where show them your feet, chop. <laughs> <laughs> Full of calluses. <laughs> Drop some of that on it. Burn it, alcohol i I to waste it on that. No, I mean it's it, to me, it is. Uh, it, it it's not that we don't have the talent. We've had the uh, talented, most talented teams for a long time. Yeah, it to me is the mentality. And the focus of the whole entire organization and i don't want to make no excuses for nobody and the, including organizations shouldn't even be making excuses for themselves
1: yeah
2: this you have established a level of greatness what have the what have taken you away from that yeah what 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 are we we're, we're so we're so good now at picking and you got great guys that's bringing in the right talent but how do you develop that talent and make that talent, help that talent come together?
1: Last football thing, we have to get your reaction to the news last night. Uh, the Metroplex devastated again for Darren Woodson. Yes. Not going into the Hall of Fame. Your yes. reaction to that?
2: I, I'm extremely disappointed, too, because when you talk about our football team, we have so many great players. And players that are worthy of being in the Hall of Fame. Uh, when you talk about Eric Williams, for example. Uh, who went up against Reggie White and practically learned how to shut him down? Yeah, uh, I mean, deserve least consideration. Darren Woodson himself um, in our Ring of Honor and have done what he did did for the for the years that he played. Deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. We and that whole team and that era deserve to have more players than Troy, Michael, myself. Uh, Charles Haley, Larry Allen, and I think that's That's it. it. Yeah, that's it. You got the all-time leading rusher in the Hall of Fame, and you got one lineman.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: The one lineman didn't do it all by himself. What about the other side? (laughs) There's so much, and then you're talking about
3: they're still putting seventy Steelers in
2: (laughs) every day. (laughs) Insane, (laughs) every day, every day. It's insane.
1: Let's uh. I want to talk about this, Tequila. You've been doing this with us for years. Yeah. And you were the, kind of there in the beginning, and now everyone has a brand, and now everyone, Tequila's taken over yeah. kind of as the number one liquor. Let's talk about the growth of it and, and, and where you are
2: with it now. With been, I, I've been with Hedador for 13 years now. Uh, we started in 2010 back in Dallas at Super Bowl 45. We They had the billboards and everything all around the city as I was advertising and representing Hedidora. I've seen the category itself the tequila category expand exponentially over the last 13 years and uh, but I've been with this brand for that long and the brand has been good to me and I've been good to the brand I hope I haven't brought any shame to it anyway but maybe. After today's conversation, people might think I've been drinking too much of this stuff. <laughs> no, no, but uh, it's just been a great partnership. Uh, the Hacienda itself, the way that they distill everything, the way that they take care of the tequila. The agave is 100% blue agave. They got 22,000 acres of agave fields down there. And so this right here brand, it may not be the most marketable marketed brand, but this brand right here is – Top notch.
1: How's Emmett Smith sipping his or drinking his tequila? I'm sipping
2: mine on ice, with a with with, with obviously añejo or double barrel repo, and I'm gonna slap, slap, put in the orange wedge in it if it's a double barrel repo. Then I may throw a little grandma on top of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm pimping like that. Well, (laughs) (laughs) You used to be pimping bringing
1: us a bottle each. What happened? What's going on?
2: I need you all to share this. (laughs) Hey,
1: Slareth was our top guest of the week. You just took it over. They're great. And Smith, spitting the truth on the home of the Cowboys. Later. 105.3 The Fan. Thank you, 22. In the A number one air hot seat. We cross talk. Mike Bassick leads it with KMC next on The Fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.